Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. What's up guys, Coach Steve here, and welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined with M Challenge's third place finalist, Jet Trembath. Jet, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. Thank you. Mate, I'm excited to spend a little bit of time chatting about your experience with the M Challenge. But look, just a few days ago, you found out that not only were you in the top 50, not only were you in the top 10, you took out third place in the first ever M Challenge. How has the past couple of couple of days been like for you? Uh, it's been very good. I actually was in Hamilton Island on a little holiday when I found out. So um, having a good time there, having a couple of drinks and trying to listen into the live as well. Um, and then finding out was uh, definitely a surprise uh, and very good able to celebrate that with some friends and family uh, over the weekend. So it's been good. Yeah. Well, look, no, no surprise. No surprise here it is hard work and dedication. And that is um, something you should be very proud of, Jet. Um, but yes, a little birdie told me that you were out uh, for, the, for the weekend um, on Hamilton Island. And I believe your dad has completed the challenge in the past, correct? Yeah, he's completed a couple of them. Yeah, um, and I'm sure he was a, a, a guiding light for you during this challenge. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. He was a definitely a big help uh, as this was my first challenge and he did quite well in his other challenges. So um, he was able to you know, help me if I had any questions, if I didn't feel like I was hitting the mark or hitting certain points. or And he was able to give me a little bit of his insight when he competed. So when I should expect changes, what I need to do and how he did it as well. So he was, yeah, a really big help. Yeah, no, so good. Um, so if you haven't already, go check out the podcast that I recorded with Benson. Um, it's about a year ago now, um, but it's not about Benson, it's about you, Jet. Uh, so look, let's let's start by giving yourself a little bit of an introduction. So Jet, would you like to tell us maybe a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from, what you do for work and who is Jet? Uh, so I'm 21 years old. I live in between Brisbane and the Gold Coast uh, in a bit of acreage. And I'm currently a fourth year physiotherapist student completing my bachelor's and um, quite into my sports growing up. Uh, was playing semi-professional level rugby league this year um, after having two ACL injuries and knee reconstructions. So I was able to make a comeback this year, which was um, unfortunately halted due to suffering another ACL injury, which really kick-started my want and desire to start this challenge. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that, that's amazing. Um, okay. Look, let's, let's talk about ACLs. Um, I myself <laughs> ruptured my ACL in my 20s. Um, and I went through a, a reconstruction, so I definitely understand what what you're going through. Uh, was it a, a re-rupture of the same site? Yeah, so it was the third third rupture of the same site, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's, that, that's <laughs> quite aggressive. And was it when you were playing league? Yeah, did so... Did it outside of sport? No, so it was during the during one of the games. I think it was yeah. seven or eight weeks in and starting to hit my, my stride and get back to how I was playing. And um, I was actually named in the Queensland University's rugby league team to play the next week. Yeah, so congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to play that. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah just i guess it's part of the um part of the sport injuries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unfortunately you know dad's also done his acl so it's quite a common thing but i guess that's in a sense has helped with my studies as well being yeah. a patient aspect and those quite long 12-month rehabs that i've had to do a couple of times which you know has a positive aspect i guess yeah to it. yeah well look i was actually so i am a registered osteopath okay so um while i was at uni i was prepping for my surgery and at the similar time is when we were learning some special tests like the lockman's test and the anterior draw test and lo and behold i had no acl so i was always the (laughs) demonstration being like this is what a positive looks like this is what a negative looks like right um so yeah definitely helped with my studies and also complemented uh my coaching experience um along with uh you know my kind of empathy for people who are in positions not only of injury but then other life-changing circumstances where their fitness becomes a second priority so for me when i ruptured my acl uh that rapidly changed my priorities i you know i couldn't i couldn't train the same way um i did kind of go through a rehab process post rupture which probably you went through yourself while you're preparing for any reconstruction so I was able to, to lift weights and do things with some some pain involved with that. Um, but then once I had my reconstruction, I was almost back to square one where I was quite disabled. You know, I'm in a splint, I'm walking around, like, you know, on crutches, I could barely have any strength in my leg. And that was, um, yeah, both a physical challenge and a mental challenge, right? Um, so talking about that idea, what's it like for you? You know, having gone through it three different times, um you know one more recently did you say within the past 12 months what has that experience been like for you having experienced that experiencing the pain the injury the 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 disability that comes from it both from a training point of view and a mental point of view can you speak a little bit about that yeah i guess at the point in my footy career when i first suffered my knee injury i believe i was starting to play some good footy you know had some goals to obviously make it as far as I could. So it was a little bit crushing sort of the timing of how it happened. And I knew that I was in for a long process uh, coming back from that. And I was able to, I went back to training uh, during this time and definitely the, the mental aspect, like you said, which was the bit that affected me the most, just being on an exercise bike or the rower by myself and watching the other boys and the other teams train and muck around, have fun. And I'm there just slogging away, doing cardio by myself, um, which really did have a big impact on me. And I actually had to step away from training. Um, That's how much it affected me. And I just um, had to start training by myself down at the gym, running by myself. But I used that time because I was quite small to put on a bit of size. So, um, yeah. And then... Unfortunately, I was playing in my dad's cricket team uh, like a, a year and a half later and re-ruptured it before I was actually able to come back. It was three weeks before my first game when I was meant to come back. I re-ruptured it playing cricket. So then I was in for another 12 months. Um, and then, yeah, I guess COVID impacted it. Uh, I was better, had a better mindset because obviously went through that first 12 months. I knew what to expect, what I had to do really. Mm-hmm. So I was seeing the physio basically once a week during that whole time to get back, make sure I was fit, healthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, had a really good preseason, put on a bit of size. I was the heaviest I've ever weighed. 
Um, I was up at around 92 kilos, um, feeling strong, feeling good. And yeah, re-tore it for the third time, re-ruptured it. Um, But I guess my whole mindset's changed since then. I think having that time off all those years really set me up, I guess, for this next period in my life. I was able to focus on my studies. I was doing my placement then. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of um, helped that, I guess. I was able to focus on that mm-hmm. and, yeah, set my sights. I think it was three weeks before the challenge, the M challenge started. So I said, I've always wanted to do the challenge. So perfect timing. Perfect timing. Okay. No, no, that's, that's, that's a beautiful story. Now, look, I want to speak a little bit more about the that why that was that was nestled in that, that story there. So my understanding is um, maybe from this injury, maybe a little bit of COVID thrown in there and, and other changes, maybe different priorities, you're doing placement, you're studying all those things. Um, was that kind of like the, the the catalyst for wanting to do the challenge? You know, maybe you weren't as happy with where your body was looking and this was the reason why, or was there another reason why? Was it maybe because your dad did it, you wanted to do it as well, or is it something you've always wanted to do and you, know, you decided this is it? Like, w- what's the reason why you decided to join the January, the July challenge? Yeah, it was definitely after seeing dad do a couple of the changes and the great results he was able to get. So that was definitely something I wanted to do, but just having footy there and I was always, my goal was to weigh heavier. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to shred, have the good body, but like I said, I needed to be heavier. So I was weighing the heaviest I ever had this year. And then I just, you know, looking at my body, looking at myself, like, you know, I don't need to be this heavy anymore. I, you know, need to get a bit more tone. So I said, perfect timing. I don't have footy. I'm able to set all my uh, time and focus towards this challenge. And I had no excuses really. Yeah, no, no. So good. So good. Well, look, talking about um, some challenges that you may have faced within the challenge. And obviously the first one is, um, you know, previous history of injury, uh, regardless of how well you rehab yourself and recover yourself um it is still a lingering thing like my myself my right leg is still smaller and weaker than my left leg even though they're both pretty chunky legs right it's still a thing that i'm managing and, and it's a little bit of a frustration at times so can you speak a little bit about your approach to training having given your um your studies you know fourth year physio and your experiences in in training both as a an athlete and in the gym yourself what was your approach to training like? Were you really conservative? Was it, you know, a walk in the park? Like, can you speak a little bit about training for us? So training, I've had quite a few years in and out of the gym, um, cardio, training with the team. So I had a pretty solid understanding of what I had to do. But with this recent knee injury, I knew it was still unstable. So coming into the challenge, the first few weeks, especially doing legs and squats, I tried to refrain from going straight to heavy sets. So I tried to do my own little rehab and work my way up conservatively um, to, you know, get stronger until I felt comfortable with what I was doing. Upper body, I was fine. I was going for it. Um, So basically once I felt comfortable, then I was able to push heavier. And then unfortunately, I think three weeks into the challenge, I, was just running and then slipped over and dislocated it again. So I then had to go back, start with um, my leg sets to work my way back up. So after that, it was fine. But those first few weeks, 
I basically t- took it conservatively with all my training, but still made sure I got my sessions in, was recovering, had eyes, wearing compression bandages when I needed to, just mm-hmm. to make sure I was right to go for my sessions. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very, very intelligent. And sorry that you experienced that again. Like, you know, like that, that knee giving way, I've definitely experienced that. Um, frustration, lots of frustrations. Um, look, let's talk a little bit about the nutrition side of things where sometimes, um, you know, depending on our environment, nutrition becomes really easy or it can be some of the most challenging times. Um, you know, what was it like? Um, I'm assuming maybe you're, you're living at home still. Um, and you know, you're, you're probably busy a lot with, with placements and things like that. What was the nutrition and your approach to nutrition like? So nutrition was definitely the hardest aspect, I believe for the challenge as like it would be for most people. Um, I would usually on the weekends meal prep with my partner. So we would um, prep a lot of meals and I knew just for lunches. And I knew that once I got home late from placement, I just had to cook my dinner and I had that meal prepared and I knew that if I didn't have that meal prepared and I had to wake up early, I knew I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't going to cook in the morning um, to make sure. And I knew that if I didn't have that prepared or if I came home, I'll cook my dinner, but I'll cook double the size to have for the next day for lunch. Because I knew that if I didn't have that lunch prepared, I was going to buy something out and it would just um, be a roll on effect and, I knew I wanted to stick 100% with the diet and give it the best best shot I could. I think you really nailed it there with that idea of like preparation, because as soon as we find ourselves in an unrepaired spot, um, that's when yeah, it's, it's game over, right? Um, we're talking about a few challenges already around training and nutrition. Um, are there any other unique challenges that you may have faced throughout this uh, July M challenge? Um, I think they were the big ones. Probably other being on placement, having to wake up a lot earlier. I would have had to wake up at 3 to 3.30 every morning. And then my day would be nonstop catching trains for a few hours to get to various hospitals, getting home late. And basically, as soon as I got home, I was cooking dinner and lunch the next morning and then preparing for my next day of placement. And so it was all nonstop. Uh, But I think I liked that part of it as well. And that's definitely float on after the challenge. I'm able to keep myself more busy, prepare better, prepare well, plan my days out. Um, so that was probably the big challenge, being tired, especially during the later stages of the challenge, quite tired and fatigued and hungry, um, especially trying to do some sessions late at night as well. That's why I quite enjoyed, especially training with dad in the mornings. I knew I had more energy for myself to you know, lift heavier and prepare myself better for the day. Talking about being tired, uh, what did you do to manage that? Uh, It would definitely be planning my meals out a lot smarter throughout the day. Mm -hmm. I believe um, going to bed earlier as well and then good use of the (laughs) (laughs) pre-workout. Definitely. I knew in the morning wasn't too bad because I had that goal to finish cha- finish the challenge and have the best uh, physique as I could. So waking up wasn't too tough. And I knew that during my sessions in the morning, I actually had more energy throughout the day. I didn't have to struggle throughout the day and then go to the gym at eight or nine o'clock at night. So that's that's how I did it.
Yeah, yeah. I think some people either become really stoic and they just go, well, I've just, I've just got to do it and get up. Others would lean on things like caffeine or, or pre-workouts. Um, and then others take a very intelligent approach like you did and just structure your day, plan your time um, and, you know, just plan to for success, right? Which is which is what, you, what you've done. Um, but look, you've spoken a little bit already about change. Uh, if you were to go back maybe 12 weeks or so to the start of the M Challenge and compare yourself from then to now, how would you describe how your life has changed since completing the challenge? I think it's changed a lot, definitely for the, definitely for the better. Just I have a better understanding of the foods that I eat, the nutritional values and how much I should be eating as well. I realized I was definitely, definitely eating a lot more and a lot more of the bad foods. Uh, so I'm definitely more conscious of what I eat. I'm now that the challenge over, I'm now able to, you know, um, how would I say it? Be more relaxed. Yeah. 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 Hold myself with different foods and not be guilty, but also know that um, how much I should be eating later on to try and fit that in. Mm-hmm. So, definitely that, definitely training a lot smarter as well, recovery, being more active, preparing myself, preparing different meals, and eating more nutritional meals as well, more nutritional uh, and better flavors as well. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. I think you hit another little um, important point where some individuals join the challenge and they uh, believe that it's, a, it's a, a lifelong thing saying that I'm doing the challenge and this extreme diet, this you know crazy training program, this thing is something that I need to continue for the rest of my life. And for some, they can, no, no, no issues at all. But for others, we, you know, follow a really intense program for a short period of time, a short window of time, you know, 12 weeks or six weeks, however long the challenge is. And then afterwards, you know, you can be more relaxed as long as you're making wise nutritional choices. Like you said, hey, I'm being uh, more conscious of how nourishing and nutritious my food is compared to what I was previously. Sure, I can eat a, a cookie and a piece of cake if I wanted to and have a drink at Hamilton Island if I want to, but then that's built around a a, a diet that is probably full of whole, whole foods, like you know, fruits and vegetables and lean sources of protein and you're not over consuming like maybe some of us have done in the past. And that, long-term is, is a great way to approach training and nutrition. That's how we can get into amazing shape for a long time. And then maybe you do a six or 12 week focused training program and you can come back and, and win the challenge. Or maybe you go and step up on stage if that's a, a path you want to take. I mean, looking at your physique, that's a path you could definitely take if that's an option that you want to make. But I think it's all about those, um, you know, allowing yourself to have a break, become more relaxed so that you can come back into something more intense. And I think you really nailed it in the head with that. Jet, finally here, I want to speak about advice. So if someone came to you and they, you know, were about to start their fitness journey, they wanted to lose some weight, they wanted to, you know, build some muscle, or they were about to start the M challenge themselves. What advice would you give that person? Well, um, I think you got to think of it as it's only 12 weeks. Uh, it may seem like a long time, but if you think of it in your whole life, how many months you have in your whole life, it's only a very short time. So I think you just got to think that it may be 12 weeks when you first start, you may, or six weeks, you may feel that it's a long road, a long journey, but it goes by really quick. And the changes that you will see throughout the challenge, they just motivate you more to, 
try harder, train harder, get get more steps in. So I think think of it as not a big journey, but just a, sh- a short journey and something that you should enjoy. And definitely, if you need a training partner, find someone else to train with or some people I know, like myself, I like to train by myself, just get, get into the zone per se. Um, but if you need a training partner, get someone there to help you out and then definitely prepare your meals if you're quite a busy person. Uh, if that, Even if that's cooking two meals for dinner, to have one for lunch, like what I did during the week, or meal prepping them on the weekend when you have a bit more time. That just gets you kickstart the day. You don't have to stress about your food or what you're going to eat. It's already there prepared. So, yeah. No, that's, that's quality advice from Jet, our third place finalist in the M challenge. But look, let's wrap it up there. I want to thank you for donating some of your time to, to record this challenge podcast. And I want to take a moment to congratulate you on the amazing effort that you put in. Uh, you completely blew us away with how shredded you got at the end of the challenge. Um, and we were all very, very impressed. So you should be so proud of the, the effort and the result that you've, that you've put in, Jet. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.